Hey, I'm Zanzi. Welcome to Farmer's Inside Track. Wait for it. Episode 200! <laughs> whoop whoop! I'm so excited to be here. I'm your host. I'm with you every week. My name is Dornumdu and I'm immensely proud to be part of such an amazing team reaching farmers and agriculturalists all over the world. Now we know we can't do any of it without our listeners, the farmers from all over Mzanzi, Nigeria, Botswana, Germany, Singapore, the United States, and even Italy, and so many more. Plus, we also have the amazing industry players. We enjoy every minute with our experts, sharing advice through various campaigns from plant health to livestock management, irrigation, and accessing finance. We asked some of our Farmers Inside Track friends to celebrate this podcasting milestone with us. It's great to welcome Debbie Nokia, Marketing Executive for Feed at Meadow Feeds. Hey, Food for Mzanzi team. Congratulations on your 200th episode. What an amazing achievement. And on behalf of myself and the entire Meadow Feeds team, we just want to congratulate you on this very special milestone. When we embarked on our campaign with you in 2022, we knew that it would be a fun ride and that we would be reaching a whole new audience. The campaign that we ran with you exceeded our expectations and we look forward to running a similar campaign again in 2023. So once again, full steam ahead and congratulations. Thanks, Debbie. It's an absolute pleasure working with you and the rest of the Meadowfeeds team. Next up, we have Dr. Andre Siliers, Marketing Manager at AECI Plant Health. This is Dr. Andre Siliers, Marketing Manager of AECI Plant Health. Proud to be associated with Food Form Zanzi. We look forward to working with you guys for a long time. Congratulations on your 200th podcast. We celebrate with you. Well done. Keep up the good work. It's always lovely having you here with us, Dr. Siliers. And then one of my favorite agronomists from Netafim, South Africa, Giovanni Rasmus also sent his best wishes. Hi Dawn, Giovanni Rasmus from Netafim, South Africa here. I just want to congratulate you on your 200th episode of Food for Mzanzi. I must say it's an amazing podcast and I look forward to contributing in the near future again with you guys. And I wish that you may continue helping farmers grow more with less through sharing knowledge. Thanks Giovanni. Can't wait to pick your brain again. And our final wish comes from PhD student Lindy Wehayo, currently enrolled in agricultural studies and based in Japan. She said to us that with her limited background in agriculture, the information in our weekly episodes has helped her immensely. This is Lindy Wehayo from Pretoria, South Africa. I'm currently doing my PhD at Niigata University in Japan. My study is based on innovation in agriculture, focusing on small-scale and commercial farms who are based in rural or what we used to call the home states of South Africa. I must also mention that I'm passionate about rural development. I guess this is one of the reasons why I changed my career from finance to agriculture. I am actually looking forward to learning more from farmers inside track and the industry experts and moreover i would love to wish you the happiest 
200th birthday and I pray that you continue to impact the farmers in South Africa and make change as our country needs you most in, during this period. All the best and thank you very much. Oh man, you really stole our hearts with this beautiful message and celebrating Mzanzi all the way from Japan. Thanks, Lindiwe. For Elton Grieve, the Trade and Engagement Manager at Tridge, his passion lies with the development of the South African emerging and developing farmers. He has spent most of his local and international career in the sector with this clear purpose. And today he talks more about his experiences, the challenges and dreams for the sector and our beautiful country. We decided to add this interview as part of our celebratory episode. Welcome to Farmers Inside Track, Elton Grieve. We've known each other for a while now, but this is the first time we're actually sitting opposite from each other in person. And that's absolutely amazing. You, of course, the Trade and Engagement Manager at Tridge. Tell us more about that in a little bit, but maybe just talk about how the year has been for you. Thanks, Dawn. It's good to be here in person. Always been online and it's always been a virtual presence rather than a personal one. It's good to put faces and voices and actually see people and have a good discussion about it. 2022 has been an interesting year. We've seen a lot of developments, both personally and from a business perspective. We've all come out of the COVID and lockdowns. Businesses have been affected, but it's good to see people bouncing back. And I think the camaraderie of being South Africans is coming back slowly but surely. We're coming out of our social exclusion into what we used to be as South Africans, the ability to talk to each other, socialize with each other. It's good to see that. But from an agricultural perspective, it's been a good year. It's been challenging. But again, you know, South Africa, we like to bounce back. And I think 2023 is going to be even better. No, definitely. I think I share your sentiment, especially around sort of people opening up and being more present and being more together physically and not just playing in the virtual space, which I operate on mostly. <laughs> like I said, we've usually engaged in a very formal capacity in terms of speaking about different commodities, engaging with farmers, but I want to know who the person is behind that. So for today's session, I actually want to ask you maybe more about your personal journey, your life in agriculture. Where did it all start for you? Grew up in Natal. Went to school in Natal. My parents were up there, families up there. And that's where basically where home was for me. And then I left Natal after matric and went to grade 12 for those that don't know what matric is. Then went down to the Western Cape, studied there. And that's where I really picked up on agriculture. Joined government. I come from a farming community in southern Natal, small little town based on farming. So farming has always been, I went to school on a farm as well, not a farm school, but a, but that's where the journey started in agriculture in government in 96, 97. I was an intern and then went on to do a lot of international agricultural exposure, studied in China, Venezuela, South America, Europe. So I spent a lot of time abroad understanding the international perspective of agriculture and was able to come back and apply that in South Africa. And in 2017, I left government and then started my own private consultancy basis. And like others, COVID got in the way and affected that. But it didn't stop my passion for agriculture. I then joined international company looking at exports. And my passion has always been lying in developing South Africa's emerging farmers. Where the black, white, for me, an emerging farmer is someone that is new to the farming sector and wants to make a difference. I believe that there's a lot of opportunity, not only on the production level, but in the value chain. And that, that's where I really like to focus is creating businessmen in the agricultural sector and farmers. I believe that from a personal perspective, I've always wanted to be in that kind of space where you make a difference through helping others, whether it's through sharing information or physical 
assistance with any kind of formats. I did for a long time assist people with, with business planning, restructuring agricultural businesses. My passion was always in making agriculture a business. Yes, we focus on production, but you know, there isn't really a school of thought that says, how do we create businessmen? Because agriculture without business is not profitable. Just on that point, I think so many of these new era farmers that's coming out into the sector at the moment definitely has this approach. But there are still many challenges when it comes to, you know, operating their farm like a business, also making the right kind of connections, finding the best partners to work with. I think we spoke, we can speak on end about, you know, financing, accessing land and all of the challenges when it comes to that specifically for black farmers in this country. But if you had any advice for this new generation of farmers that we see, call it the way we call it at Food Forms Zanzi, this new face of South African agriculture, what should they be thinking about? Where should their mindset be? What is your takeaway to them? My advice to new entrants into the farming sector, and I'm glad that they have platforms like Food Forms Zanzi because it connects the dots between experts that can provide the services to them. What they need to do is reach out to people that can develop them in a business orientation. I think too often from my personal perspective, we look at farmers as farmers and then it becomes a farmer. What I see in a farmer is a businessman. It's like anybody opening up a shop or opening up a retail store. There are certain steps you've got to go through, but if you're not a businessman, you're not going to make it. And I believe there needs to be a lot more focus on business skills, developing business mentalities linked to production. And I just had a discussion earlier with some of the gentlemen and, and the ladies that were sitting with us that a lot of them have production, they have the capacity, the capabilities, they have the product, but they just don't have the skill sets or the know-how how to manage that product in a retail environment or even within an economic environment. So we are seeing black farmers specifically coming into the agricultural sector, but they just do not have the effective business skills. And I think that's where Food from Zanzi and ourselves can play a role is how do we take these farmers that have all this produce and have the skills, but just don't know where to take it? And how do we connect them to the persons that can assist them? Today's sessions really indicates that we've got specialists in it, but it's again, it's a silo approach. You've got pockets of experts sitting everywhere but not actually converging at one point and saying, let's take farmer X, Elton, you can do this, Mr. X, you can do that, and this is why you can do that. And you create that linkage and say, let's take this person from being emerging to commercial. We spoke about commercial. And for me, commercial is a person that's not a big farmer, but someone that's farming sustainably, making a profit and doing well. Whether they're selling cattle, fruit or whatever, but they are a business person in their own right. And this is one of the topics that we've had. Why is it so difficult for black farmers to commercialize in South Africa? Do you have takeaways or something that you'd like to share in terms of advancing this and making it more aggressive in terms of how government and the private sector should be able to push to actually get black farmers to commercialize? I've been saying for some time now that we've got all these industry bodies that focus on production. Yes, it's important. Access to finance is important. We talk about production capital, business plans, etc. But nowhere in the business plan is there a developmental aspect to develop the farmer himself or the farm persons that are involved, whether it's male or female. We need emphasis on business skills. And, you know, all these industry trusts, yes, we put 10 million into that farm or 20 million into that farm. But how much money did we actually invest in the person that's doing the farming and build up their skill sets? Because let's face it, a teacher is only as good as his qualifications. A farmer is only as good as what they've been taught. But if they have not been taught how to take their product and make money off it, then they will remain farmers. For me, a farmer is someone that produces something. 
A businessman is something that takes his produce and makes money off. From my perspective, that is where we are usually lacking. I've seen it in, in KwaZulu-Natal. You have a lot of passionate young farmers, but just cannot make it into the market. They either don't have the business skills, or there are so many blocks to the entry into that market that there's no one to support them. And somewhere as South Africans, we've got to say, where do we create this type of business college for agriculture? You don't have to be a farmer to be an exporter. Why is it that we don't have young ladies coming into the export business, coming into the marketing business? So somewhere along the line, we've got to grow our own trees. A forest doesn't grow out of someone coming there. You've got to grow our own trees. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think one of the other comments that you made in the beginning was around the agro-processing space and taking advantage of the development there and all the funding that's specifically going into that sector. What would you say to farmers looking to unlock the opportunities within that space? I would say that that is where the future in agriculture lies, a value addition to your product. Quite often we see products that we want to do export or we want to do kind of long-term production goals, but we're not taking current products and seeing where does the value lie in it. If you look at a lot of commercial enterprises these days, they might produce citrus, but they've got hundreds of citrus products that are value-add to that. So when we have young farmers that maybe are in whatever commodity they're in, look at what are the value adds to these. We've seen South Africa is starting to become more and more sensitive towards the value add or agro-processing market. And it's not being tapped enough. Yes, there is room for it. We've seen it. But I don't think that we've given enough focus to it. The agricultural master plan is there, but I always say plans are only as good as its implementation. And if we're not going to implement value add on the whole chain, why is it that we do not have major black-owned export companies in South Africa, major women-owned export companies in South Africa? And no one can answer that question. It's because it's just not getting done. Again, I sorry, I sound repetitive, but why is it that in all these development chambers or commodity bodies, there isn't a graduate program or some kind of program that says, we're going to take this young lady, and in five years' time, she's going to own an export company? We don't do it because we focus on primary production and not on the value addition going through that sphere. I know commercial farmers that are now going into lifestyle products. How do you take something from a citrus product and create skincare range from it? How do you take olive oil and create? I'm using simple examples, but that's the kind of innovation that we need for not only our emerging farmers, but for our young black business people that have the potential to do it. We just need to create the environment for them. Mm, no, definitely. I think so many would echo your sentiments, but I think the hard work lies in actually doing it. And I think that's where the road ahead definitely is. And I think that we are moving towards it. I just don't know if we're moving fast enough. Let's talk about the future of the agricultural sector and where you see us moving towards. I mean, there's so much load shedding ESCOM, the challenge is there. I don't know if we should focus on that. But what are some of the hindrances that we're still dealing with? And what does the future look like for a South African farmer at the moment? The future looks good. I think we can overcome all these challenges that are there. We've proven it and we have done it. You know, 2022, we didn't just have logistics, ESCOM. We also have price volatility. A lot of markets, prices crashed, demand crashed. But we still came out of it having done a good season, but not from an economic perspective. Where I believe South Africa can do much better is that we need to, as a country, have a collective approach to international trade. We have a complete silo approach where each one's competing for his little share in the market. If you look at countries like Peru, Peru, Chile, China, it's a consolidated 
approach, country approach towards the export market. And I believe in South Africa, we are too one-sided or one-person orientated. We need to come together as the agricultural sector and say, how do we unify ourselves with one objective of growing South Africa's agricultural businesses locally, but also export? We see too many suppliers, producers competing for a market share rather than working together on it. It's going to take time, but we've got to start somewhere. From my perspective and seeing from the export trends that are out there, South Africa's agricultural sector can only benefit from growth in it if it does put its mind to it. Unfortunately, in South Africa, the relations or working cooperation between government and the private sector is very poor. We need better cooperation. And I think if we can get better cooperation at that kind of action, you know, we're continuously talking about port challenges. We're continuously talking about ESCOM. And all we're doing is we're talking and not putting on the solutions on the table. Again, the master plan comes up with a lot of noble ideas, but we need action now. Elton, it's been great to have you here on our podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm sure we'll hear from you on Gather to Grow and our other platforms as well. It's been a great time chatting to you, and everything of the best with your work. Thanks to the Food from Zanzi team. It's good to always engage with you guys. I enjoy it. It's an interest and valuable insights and sessions that we have with it. But generally, I just like the approach that you guys have in terms of how you do things. But keep it going, and yeah. We'll meet up online again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. Alton Grieve, Trade and Engagement Manager at Tridge. And that is a wrap. Episode 200 from me, Dor Numdu, our producer, Megan van der Fendt, and the rest of the amazing Food Firm Zanzi team. Have an awesome week and yours to the next 200. <laughs> Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.